Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ely by the Glass. My name is Layla Joy Williams, and I'm the founder and CEO of Elia. And today is a magnificent day because after a long period of time working on a specific project for my my business, uh, we have achieved Mission Impossible, and um, which I'm going to share with you today. It's funny because I was actually on the call with my podcast partner uh, this weekend, PJ, and we were talking about. Uh, I mean, we speak maybe at least once a month, but there had been like seeming like a two month lapse um, in between. And I was telling him all that I had been going through this year with the business. And he was like, that sounds like a perfect podcast episode. So here we are today. First and foremost, thank you so much for joining me. Please check us out at ilia.com. It's a magnificent collection of product. And uh, I oversee, I've designed this collection. I oversee the process here in Spain, which I export to the United States. And uh, I can't wait for you to try it. So that said, when I started in this industry, I really knew nothing about it. I'm sure you guys have heard the story before. I start really started putting this together during the pandemic. We launched in June of 2021. And um, I had no idea how to really get it out to the masses. Um, because first of all, we were really just starting to come out of the pandemic and people were not meeting in person. Most people were doing most of their shopping online still. And I was, I had to stay in Europe because I was pregnant, uh, very pregnant. And, um, I really knew no, nobody about new, no one in the industry. I mean, I, my background is 23 years in the production design space um, and so I've used my skills in that world to, um, to build this beverage collection, but I really knew nobody in the alcohol industry. I, uh, I come to this industry as a consumer and a, as a businesswoman, I knew what I wanted to create, but I just didn't understand how to really sell it. I understood the legality of it. Cause I started studying that during the pandemic, but I had no idea how to then get it to X store or, you know, X retailer. So or how to really um, get seen online. And suffice it to say, and I'm happy to say, I have since cracked the code and we are selling in over 100 retail stores in the United States. We have some big box retailers that are looking at us now. We do a significant amount of business online and we're scaling, which is so exciting. But it's been a really tough two years, more work than I ever thought possible. In addition to that, I had my first and only child. So it was like birthing a human baby as well as a business baby on another continent <laughs> in an industry that I really knew nothing about. It sounds crazy, but it's totally Layla. Uh, that said, this year has really been a challenge. You know, using my um, past history, my production background, knowing what 2023 would hold, I decided to make sure that we had all of our production ready to go at the close of December. We had product bottled and labeled and in cartons and on pallets. And all they really needed to do was to be moved. We work with about five or six uh, providers at this point, wineries, breweries, et cetera. And, you know, it's quite an orchestra to kind of put together and get the, the symphony to all really move at the same time, get the harmony going with the business. And so this year, when we were getting ready to move goods across the sea, Actually, at the close of last year, we started to get all of our documentation together uh, for the U.S. government and for the EU government in order to move our goods. And 
almost all of our providers were compliant. It was amazing. Everything came back perfectly. And we thought by the time we got to February that we had everything we needed. And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Long story short, it took us four months to move our car in production over the ocean to the United States. And it's been a challenge. One of our producers just wouldn't comply. There's no rhyme or reason. Not the owner of the facility, just really a worker who just chose not to comply. And this person would uh, tell us one thing and then it would turn out to be something else. And then we would have to physically get involved in terms of getting some of the documentation. And long story short, about six weeks ago, we finally got everything, you know, to our freight forward team and shipped across the ocean. Part of it flew to California. The other part, it went to Miami to our distribution facility. And I'll be honest with you, these last four months have been extremely challenging. You know, you work so hard to get your your business seen and um, to get people know that you exist. And then finally, when it happens, it's like it happens seemingly like you go from overnight and suddenly you have a ton of orders. So we had all of these orders coming in online. We were stacking opportunities from a publicity standpoint. And but then suddenly we ran out of merchandise in the U.S., and for the last four months, it's been quite tough to keep up with everything, you know, and it's not as easy as sending fashion pieces. I could send shoes, no problem. But the U.S. with alcohol, there's a lot of federal and state regulation that kind of um, monitors how you move goods. And I know this is a long, laborious story, but I'm really opening up this conversation to really talk about the fact that we are all going through things. And even though from the outside, it looks like the business is shiny and polished and the messaging is on point and the whole bit. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And I know as people who want to start a business or people who are business owners, I think sometimes it's nicer people to hear that we're all going through stuff. This business is a tremendous amount of work. You know, and I spend most of my time in Europe because I want to make sure that our production is consistent. You know, beverages are things that you can ingest. So there's a a much higher bar that we have to hit. And if you want the branding to be right, you want to make sure you're working with the facilities and you're available to these your partners uh, and, and at a moment's notice. At the same time, um, my business is based in the United States. And so that requires a lot of my time and attention as well. So my days start very early and they go on to really quite late. And at the same time, I have a family and all of those things. And the other component that I've not really heard people talk about is the fact that oftentimes you can have cultural challenges as well, you know, as a woman doing business abroad, my experience in both working for other people and working for myself is that oftentimes when you're dealing with certain types of cultures, let's just say the men that you do business with are much more comfortable doing business with men and more times than not, I I would be very comfortable saying that 99% of the time um, when I have done business for other people, or I'm doing business for myself, I am usually the only woman in the room. And even more than that, I'm certainly the only uh, minority or black person in the room. And that brings its own strengths and certainly, and certainly challenges. You know, when people hear that, um, when I reach out to them in an email, they understand that I'm American. They may understand that I'm a woman. And then when I show up, they're totally shocked. So oftentimes I have brought in people from my team to communicate with those individuals in order for us to meet those timelines and deadlines. And 
you know, that might not be the most politically correct uh, thing to say, but that's the truth. And when you own a business at the end of the day, you're just really trying to hit the mark. Um, in addition to that, business is done in a different way over here than the United States. And, and in New York, I come from New York, you know, you are, ex it is inconceivable for you to be late for a meeting. Like that doesn't happen. I've been known to show up to meetings like a week early because <laughs> I mean, you're just, you're trained and you're expected to really um, operate at such a high standard in New York. And the, the saying goes, if you can do business in New York, you can really do it anywhere. And then when you work in Europe, it's a different story. A lot of the business that you do is more than just the business itself. There's a lot that goes into the, um, it's expected for you to have a somewhat more personal relationship with the people that you're having, that you're doing business with. You know, it is rude, considered rude in a lot of these cultures to only talk business. You know, it's important that you sit down with people and have meals with them. That's something that's very much the case where I am in Spain. In addition to that, people do not run on money over here. You know, in America, everything is uh, volume and conversion and hitting timelines and deadlines. And there's always somebody else behind you that's willing to take your spot. Here, uh, the culture is such that people really work in order for them to live and they live really well here. I can honestly say of all the countries, with the exception of Australia, of all the countries that I've ever visited, um, I think Spain, the quality of life is second to none. I've never seen anything like this. People really understand how to live. And I feel like in America, we don't have that. Um, we don't have that culture. And there's, there's such a benefit to taking a little bit from here and a little bit from where, from the United States as well. But that comes with a challenge when you're doing business over here. People don't understand uh, the necessity to, I have found that people are not as um, attuned to the necessity of making sure things happen in a timely manner. Most things are tomorrow, 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 next week, next month. There's a holiday. There's it's the weekend. It can be challenging. So you start to learn that you need to, you already back things up because you're in production, but you, you actually have to take it even further back in order to kind of come close to the date in which you want things to move out of this part of the world. And it's also important for, you know, I would say for a new business, you need to have boots on the ground. And usually the boots that need to be on the ground are the owner, the ownership. That's important unless you're a massive organization like a, you know, publicly traded company and you have boots that live here. But, um, as a new business owner, it's important for me to really be here. And it's so funny because I never thought I'd live in Europe. I never wanted to live in Europe. I, I would come here maybe six times a year, certainly no less than four. And, you know, Spain, France, def always France, Spain, the UK, um, Italy, um, Milan, Rome, Florence, like, I had no interest in moving here. I, I thought I had the best of both worlds because I would travel to Europe several times a year and then go back to New York. And I mean, what more could anybody want? I never had any sights on living in Europe. I never really wanted to live in Europe for no other reason than I spent enough time here that I felt like I kind of lived here. Um, and it's so funny to like now in this phase of my life to be living in Europe um, and having to um, acclimate and assimilate to a different culture. That is quite interesting. And then on top of that, to have a child and raise the child in, the, in a foreign country, it's, it's really, it's a mind bender for me sometimes. 
that's really it. I really wanted to come in and check in. Um, we have some exciting podcast episodes coming up, but I really wanted to touch base with you and just kind of share that it's been really tough this year. I'm really putting a light spin on it. But when I tell you for somebody like me, who's type A, I like my T's crossed. I like my eyes dotted. It's, it was, it's been like climbing the walls, you know, because, um, or I've been climbing the walls rather, because what's been really quite burdensome and painful for me is that customers have not been having the experience that I have designed them to have. And a lot of the things that needed to happen have been beyond my control, truly. And short of me strapping the alcohol to my back and swimming across the Atlantic, which is impossible, there isn't anything I can do. If I don't have the documentation, even though the products are ready, I can't just ship it or else it just gets held. So it's been really a challenge. I spent most of my day in, <sighs> it's been a challenge, but I'm so grateful. I can't even tell you. I'm so grateful to say that our product has, our fresh product has arrived in the United States. and. Um, I just can't wait for you guys to try the collection. We have some new products that are coming in 2023. We're in production now for some um, more um, production that we're going to move in a couple of weeks. So I am thrilled. The first part of 2023 was a challenge and I, it was really patience. And I think that's something that I, uh, as a New Yorker or type A personality, somebody who's hyper aware, that is definitely something that I have always have had a challenge with. And this year has required a tremendous amount of patience. And so, but now we've got all the new goods in the United States and I can't wait for you guys to try everything. Please check us out at Ilia.com and please use Ilia20 for a 20% discount on our product. It's truly magnificent. And the most important thing, the other day I was in an interview with somebody, somebody else, and they were asking me, what is the most important part of your company right now? for me, to me, honestly, is the philanthropy, the give back. A dollar from each purchase is donated to the Deliver Fund. We've partnered with them. The Deliver Fund is a human trafficking organization that was created by our partner, Nick McKinley. Um, Nick is ex-CIA, and he realized that there was a tremendous problem with human trafficking in the United States. And he is, he and his team have created a platform which works that they they use with law enforcement in order to circumvent human trafficking and i invite you to check it out we will have an ep- we'll have an episode with nick in a couple of weeks he is truly um an incredible human being just his life story is incredible and on top of that his devotion to this plight is incredible and uh you know when i was very very pregnant but I've always really loved children, children, but when I was very, very pregnant, it just hit me in a different way. I saw an interview with him. I reached out to him. We connected. And I feel so strongly about doing as much as we can uh, through Elia to help children in any way we can um, that I just couldn't stand by. So for me, that is the most important thing. Our products are fantastic, but our partnership with the Deliver Fund is incredibly um, sacred to me. and. In addition to that, our collection is ecologically produced, which means the least amount of chemicals from the growth of the fruit all the way through to production. And we have a sustainable collection. And for those of you who aren't aware what ecologically produced means, it really sits between organic and standard. It's not organic. It's as clean as you can possibly make it um, before going to the 
standard wine or product category. Uh, we just make sure that we use the least amount of chemicals all the way through the process. And that is all. So thank you so much for joining me today. I can't wait to see you. I'm off to film another podcast episode right now with my, my friend, Natalia. Natalia and I went to high school together in Miami and, um, I can't wait to join you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me today on Ely by the Glass. I'm Layla Joy. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the team that brought you the award-winning show Retro Replay and the Emmy-nominated comedy series Con Man comes a new idea just crazy enough to be good. Introducing Couch Soup. I know, I know, you're probably wondering, what is Couch Soup? Well, Couch Soup is content for your hungry nerd soul. Daily articles from fans, not pundits. Weekly podcasts that contain a multiverse of opinions on all things pop culture. Exclusive videos and weekly live streams where we laugh, scream, and sometimes have technical difficulties. All created by folks like you, the gamers, the film nerds, the TV bingers, comic book lovers, bookworms, and pop culture enthusiasts, all in one giant bowl of beautiful, disgusting, soupy goodness at CouchSoup.com. 